It's Married with Monsters, episode number one, part of the Monster Kid Radio feed. I am Derek M. Cook, and my wife, Brenda, will be joining me here in a moment to talk about the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane with spoilers. Enjoy the episode. Okay. Okay. This is the very first episode of Married with Monsters, the the Patreon <laughs> uh, special. Everybody, we hit a certain level at the anyway. Married with Monsters, and I've got my wife Brenda joining me for the show. This podcast is all about well us. I'm a big old monster kid, and she's married to one. Yes, <laughs> I thought it was more like whatever we wanted to talk about, but, but it is. But you know, because I, I, I'm going to bring the monsters into it, and we okay. just watched a monster movie. We did. So we thought we'd talk about it for I the first like episode. I feel like I kind of had to force you into this movie. You did. Uh, so the movie was 10 Cloverfield Lane. And do you want to talk about why you wanted to see it so badly? It looked like a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. A, a good one. A psychological horror movie. And I like that. If it's well done, I don't mind people in a box. Save on the... <laughs> Save on all the save the money on creating multiple sets. They're just people in a box. Well done. They can be amazing. Yeah, they call it sometimes on TV ship in a bottle stories, where it's just like uh, one central location. I was hesitant. I was really reluctant to watch this one because I mean I like the first Cloverfield okay, but you know I had heard so much that this had absolutely nothing to do with it, and just like and and the whole post apocalyptic survival thing. I really just don't have much interest in anymore after doing the zombie thing for so long. Really? Yeah, it just, yeah, it just didn't grab me, you know? There's other kinds of post-apocalypse besides zombies. And there are some good zombie post-apocalypse. The Girl with All the Gifts. Uh, Okay. I'm excited about, I mean, I read the book. It was amazing. And I'm interested in the movie that's coming. I like my zombies black and white now. That's my thing. But... I'm trying think, to think of a a joke about being colorist or something, but <laughs> I fully embrace my color blindness. It's a lot easier to enjoy a black and white movie when I can't see certain shades of red anyway. <laughs> okay. So I ended up liking the movie a little bit more than I thought I would, and I mm-hmm. think you liked it a little less than you thought you would. Yeah, that's accurate. The best part were like the last fifteen minutes. You think so? Yeah, well, scrape the last couple off of the end of the last 15 minutes. Okay. And I I enjoyed the, is there a crisis or not? Is he (laughs) with them or not? I don't don't know. I mean, I thought John Goodman was great. I think as an actor, he was fantastic. And he certainly did the, um, I just think he did justice to a somewhat... You said autistic while we were watching it. Maybe a autistic little Aspergery, maybe? Aspergers, yeah. Aspergery is really not a real word, but you know. <laughs> he did a good job with this very black and white mindset about what's right and what's wrong, lower social skills, and overload, sensory overload. He did a good job with those things. Yeah, especially the sensory overload. You're right. Yeah. Like while they were eating dinner and. There can't be some... word. You can't right. be talking. Right. Yeah. Huh. yeah, so I thought that was well done. Yeah, I mean, I thought the performances were solid. I thought she was good. I thought Emmett was good. Emmett's character really confused me because at first I thought maybe he was in on it and trying to earn favor with the main character right? by convincing her. Right. What were the characters' names in the so, movie? So John Howard, John Howard, John Goodman was Howard. Yes. Uh, there was Emmett and then Michelle was the girl. Right. Which are basically the only three 
character. There's a few people off screen right, or have very right. small, but those are the three characters. Those are our characters in the ship in the bottle. And I feel like Emmett, like his mind changed so easily. Is this going on? Is it not? Is Howard a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah, I kind of went back and forth too. Like I couldn't tell. I, I felt like at least towards the end of his arc slash life, there was always the possibility that he could have ratted her out to gain yes. favor. Yes. There was always that possibility. Instead, he did the exact opposite. Right. And paid for it in in a pretty... In, <laughs> Are we know, doing spoilers? Yeah, it's the movie's, what, came out last year? Okay. Well, well maybe we should year. put a little thing on the beginning. I will make sure there's a thing, at least in the... There, spoilers There's ahead. a bleeping spoiler alert. <laughs> so, the movie was rated PG-13, and I just double-checked. They actually shot a shot of him getting shot. Oh, and, and kept it out? they ended up cutting it out because it would have made the movie rated R. And it's kind of not needed. No, it's actually more effective, I feel like. Yeah. You know, and then to have him come in later all clean-shaven, I cleaned up the mess, Michelle. Now it's just you and me. This is how, yeah. It was creepier, so I felt like. should we talk about sort of what leads up to this? If you want to, yeah. Just that they start piecing together some actual evidence of Howard not being such a good guy. Right. As opposed to speculation. And they're in the process of building a suit that can allow them to go outside in the air, which they believe may or may not be poisoned or have chemicals in it or whatever. By the way, I find it amusing that the craziest option of what's going on outside <laughs> actually ends up being correct <laughs> that there's aliens out there having alien warfare they've taken out the population centers and now they're just slowly breaking down the earth for their purposes yep <laughs> of all the things that could be going on that's the one that when he's talking you're like yeah he's in crazy he's he's cray cray this, this he's in nuts. crazy town this is nuts i mean yeah, yeah there's that person that's you know scars on her face or whatever but there's got to be right I there's got to be something like did he hurt her before or something i don't know or Maybe she was burnt somehow, whatever. Because at one point in the beginning, this, you know, she's, Michelle's trying to escape, gets to the final door, and a woman with burnt skin shows up outside, and all of a sudden, maybe it is terrible out there, and her skin's being eaten away. Or not. I mean, it could be something totally, you know, I feel like the movie. They walked a very good line yeah. of whether or not something was going on out there. Yes. So they eventually find some actual evidence that regardless of what's going on outside, Howard's not such a great guy. No. And we got to figure out how to get away from his influence. They build a protective suit that'll protect the skin with an air filter mask, etc. And he, Howard, finds the scissors and what, tape and like things. Like an exacto knife or something right, like that. Right, which yeah. he promptly puts in the acid so that it will be dissolved, even though what it dissolves is more like human. He makes it, and yeah, I thought that too. There's a few bits here and there that I felt like, like, wait, that's not right. There's some things that are handled very smart. Yes. Showing us a glimpse of the doomsday prep book and then knowing, yes. and then coming back to it later without hitting us over the head, like, pay attention to this book if it's come up later. Yeah. It was there. But he does make a big deal about how saying this is going to dissolve organic stuff really, really fast. Organic, yeah. Did, yeah. Did I say something different? Or, or gardic. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You were perfect, honey. Uh, yes. So it was organic material that was supposed to dissolve, but he puts Then the, he drops the scissors right. in there and the exacto knife. And I'm thinking, what the f? Mm. You're living in a closed environment. You can't be wasting sh mm. like this. 
<laughs> and secondly, I don't think this is how you said it worked. Oh, yes, but it does use that. It does, does the same. Yeah, it does the same thing later anyway, because it then d- dissolves through the electrical cords. Oh, you're right. To start the fire. So I guess I feel like metal. Yeah, is, it shouldn't have done is that. Is different. The way he but did it. There was plastic on it, so yeah, maybe it did start dissolving that. Anyways, bottom line, the guy Emmett says. It was all me, all me. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry, Howard says. I accept your apology. Boom. <laughs> Shoots him in the head. <laughs> and one of the things... Pretty that, intense. It was yeah. like, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I really liked about this film is sound stops. Just kind of a ringing. That was really well done. I enjoyed that. That was very smart. Yeah. Because that is so realistic. I feel like... And maybe this is why I like some of the older movies now more than the more modern movies. Because in the modern movies, people are shooting guns left and right. No big deal. The older movies, you don't have them shooting guns left and right. So you don't have to deal with the fact that those are pretty loud. There's going to be some recoil. You're going to hear the or not hear something. I associated that more with, yes, of course, the gun's loud. It'll make Mm -hmm. your ears ring. But also the numbness, the over emotion. Like she chooses to leave her husband or boyfriend boyfriend whatever, whatever it is she's numb and everything is like um like she's in cotton batting or something yes that feeling and i thought this was another emotionally overwhelmed moment mm-hmm. it was well done i liked it, it and yeah it made the moment even more creepy to me because when the sound starts coming back yes you're hearing john goodman you're hearing howard's we're safe now. No, it's just you and me. And that's not the first thing you want to hear yeah. <laughs> when your hearing comes back is, it's just you and me now. No, <laughs> I don't want to know that. Stay so. away from me. <laughs> so shortly thereafter, he comes in. I'm all cleaned up. Discovers through a series of events, essentially discovers that they have been trying to build a suit so that one of them could go outside. She grabs that stuff. Did she grab the mask as well? Yeah, I think so. How did she grab the mask out of the vent? I, ooh. Because what she does is she grabs the suit from under the bed that he's found, runs out and locks the door. But I didn't even think about how the hell <clears throat> did she get the mask? Because he reached in there, didn't find anything, shut it back up. Huh. Hmm. I wasn't paying much, much attention, apparently. There were a few like bits a, here and there that, yeah. Yeah. And you made a really good point about dragging the suit behind instead of throwing it forward so now there's this suit and he makes it out of the room somehow she dumps the acid it starts burning him the only way she can get out is through the vents that she's had to climb through before to fix the ac or not the air conditioning the filter (laughs) the filter sure is hot michelle will you fix the ac by crawling through the is that how that works is that why we're always so hot here is that you haven't crawled through the vents to fix the ac yet (laughs) So when she goes to crawl through the vents, instead of just pushing this package of protective suit that she's built out of a kind of cute shower, <laughs> shower curtain, curtain. And duct tape and a couple of bottles of empty bottles of soda. Yeah. She ties it to her ankle and drags it behind her, which just seems so risky to me because it could catch on anything. He could grab it and haul her back. But really, that didn't happen. Right? No. No. She was fine, dragging it behind her. There was the moment where it looked like maybe it was catching on something and maybe would have torn the uh, yeah the the belt or whatever she used to tie it to her leg. But yeah, that didn't. No. Maybe it's because you and I, through our mail order zombie, quote unquote, career, <laughs> or just the stuff that we've watched for fun anyway, we mm-hmm. we tend to look at movies like this and go, oh, why are you doing this? It's so stupid. You should do it this way. Now, 
I'm not that's saying not it was... just because of who we are. I mean, that's how everybody reacts to horror movies. Well, Don't true. go to the basement. <laughs> Let's go hide over there in the cemetery, in the garage, behind what the chainsaws. Terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. And I'm not saying that we're like, oh, survival yeah, is like, anyway. oh, this is, you know, no. Oh, It gosh, just seemed no. like you should have done it. But, but just you know what? It's fine. Sense. It's fine. She made it out. So she made it out. The whole time I was on edge expecting him to pop back up again, though. And that, oh, yeah. Which I think is intentional. It was good. Yes. You know, I, I, I kept expecting that. You know, and he's he's stabbing through the vents, yet somehow doesn't hit her and doesn't cut the suit at all. But they get out, and that's what the best freaking part of the movie is, because just like she is, like, are you fucking kidding me? There really are aliens out there. There's fucking aliens out there. Oh, I just realized I am giving you extra work. Oh, that's okay. You've been doing it the whole time. No. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no. It's okay. That's awful. It's awesome. It's going to make the show even better. I feel terrible. If you have it non-cursing for a reason. It's okay. I'll try to be better. So I want to talk about the end. Okay. Because that's when the aliens show up. Which was just like awesome because it's such a payoff. Like, you think she's going to get out and there's not going to be a problem. The last thing you think is it's going to be the craziest potential thing. Because I didn't remember Cloverfield was an alien. Well, it okay. So, when I said that when we were watching the movie, um, supposedly, if you look in one of the scenes at the very, very beginning of the movie, or maybe at the very end, I haven't seen Cloverfield in a while, in one of the videotapes where they're, like, sitting at a pier doing something, mm-hmm. you can maybe see the monster crash from the guy into the water behind them why would anybody watch that again it just makes me nauseous thinking about i don't it. have the a problem with that. i don't have that problem okay so. why don't you go back and check on that i'm good i have plenty of other movies to watch so i'm good <laughs> i liked that the alien looked pretty unique i don't think i've seen an alien quite like that which one the one that was chasing the dog one it looked like a dog that was chasing her around yeah could she be any more noisy <laughs> goodness sake and it really was a dog like boop, boop. Dog's totally distracted. Oh, by the off. car alarm? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. No, and, and I'm thinking, come on, lady, have you not seen War of the Worlds? You hide in the barn and you don't make any sound and they can't <laughs> see you. But no, she's... Oh, 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 keys, oh, keys, oh. keys, keys, keys. Yes, yes. We understand what you're looking for. You don't need to hit us over the head with it. <laughs> We're good. Which, by the way, the woman who was banging and trying to get in is dead in the barn. And her keys for her car might be on her. Also, when trying to get inside somebody's survival shelter, perhaps you shouldn't call them a bitch. Yeah. That, I mean, it wasn't going to happen anyways, but. Yeah. Yeah, Name calling never gets you anywhere. At least not in a post-apocalyptic potential alien invasion environment. Well, maybe it would. What happened to the dog alien thing? Okay, so that's something else that I'm looking uh, – I did a real quick just look online to kind of learn a little bit more about yeah. this. Because honestly, I didn't really pay too much attention to this when it was coming out. I didn't really read too much into it. I saw my friends posting about it on Facebook and, oh, it's not really Cloverfield or whatever. You know, I appreciate nobody really spoiled it for me. But mm-hmm. So I did some quick checking. Apparently, there was a shot where – and I'm looking at some pictures actually that were like production photos where the little alien thing is on the front of the car. And it's bursting through the window with like tentacles or something. And then she slams on the accelerator and runs it into something and destroys it or kills it. But they ended up cutting it out for whatever reason. Ah. So I don't really know what happened, why they took it out. 
Well, and we didn't see tentacles on the dog thing, period. Teeth tentacles are calling it. Teeth. Oh, well, of course. The teeth tentacles. Well, we did see the little weird things on the... I thought that was like its... Eyes? I... This is going to sound awful, but it was almost like, um... Like it looked like a uterus to me. <laughs> that something pushed out the middle of with teeth. Yeah? No, yeah. That, that doesn't sound terrible because they also... I was going to say the, the mouth of the big monster looked kind of... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Little female body party. Yeah. You know, that alien, the one in the sky, yeah. reminds me of Klein's book 14. Is it Klein? Peter Klein? Yeah. Really? 14. Right. Yes. I'm double checking to make sure because that's... Because you go into... Peter Klein's, excuse me, yes, Klein's, you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, such a good book. I loved that book. Peter I, Klein's is 14, you know. I oh. read the book. I bought the book on Audible. I listened to it. It's one I go back to. And do you remember the big floating monsters with yes. the tentacle? That's what that was. Yeah. If this pe- one had a little more sharp edges. and It did have a little bit more sharp edges. Um, 14 is... An, so good. An amazing book. Very Lovecraftian in, in yes. many ways, yes. which I love that my wife read something Lovecraftian and we can actually talk about it. Maybe in the future we'll talk about it here on the show. Oh, that's a good idea. But I, I really enjoyed that book. And I've, you're right. I discovered it first and had to force you to I read know, it. I know, right? <laughs> well, I think that was during the transition from Zombie Derek to – or Zombie Brother D to Monster Kid Derek. Mm. Because – you know, Peter Klein's is known for the X Heroes series, which is superheroes in a zombie world. Oh. So again, I was just like, uh No. This one did you no. read his more recent one? No, I haven't read anything else since then. What was it? The fold? Yes. And there is Lovecraftian elements to it. I've been told, and I could be wrong, but I've been told that it kinda of sort of ties into fourteen. It does. Okay, yes. okay. But it's also more thrillery, more about the humans, less time spent on some of the uh, alternative universe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah 14 I, is awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. And I could see this. I could see where you're, you see the comparison there. I loved that it – and I wonder if there's a listener at home saying, no, it's just like this. But I felt like the alien design was pretty unique. The little dog thing running around, the way the proboscis and the the thing coming out and all that. Did it look a little bit predatory it when did it's have, running around? It did have some predatory, but I couldn't tell if that was like the predator moves wide around to kind of like it looked the way it does, or if it was scales or what. But it did have that kind of fluidy, kind of shimmery thing going. No, I meant what is the? Um, you mean alien? No, I mean it, it was like the combination of the head of. That big long head. That's an alien. Okay. That's alien. Yeah. Alien head with the mouth inside of a. You yeah, that's know. alien. Yeah. So that it it to me felt like a variation of that and a See, dog. I got the I got the predator movement. So. I don't remember. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what predator. Maybe I do. I don't know. Don't look at me like that. I think we've seen one predator movie. Together. Yeah. The one where they all wake up and they're free falling onto a planet, and they're being chased around by aliens down there. Wasn't that Star Trek? <laughs> no, that was not Star Trek. There was a movie, part of Star Trek where they were all falling, right? And this guy. Never mind. It's all one movie. <laughs> well, in I'm my sure. Head. That, yeah, you're. Yeah, they're all connected somehow, right? <laughs> wow. 
would be interesting. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you really like the little dog-like. I thought it was kind of cool. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I liked the way it looked. I did feel that there was, and it tied into Monster Kid Radio, of course. I did feel I had some Martians from the World of the Worlds yes. style. Because, again, it's the barn. It's the farmhouse. The aliens outside trying to snoop around or whatever. And you do get a lot of that in the World of the Worlds, as well as Spielberg's remake from 2005. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. has some of that as well. But the big alien, too. Yes. I, I was struggling because when you first saw it, I couldn't tell. Is it organic or is it, it metallic? It was very far away and it looked like a ship. It looked like a ship. Yes. And even when it's dragging the, the truck up, I still couldn't tell. Organic or is this a ship? We finally start to see some fleshy folds inside and we're like, oh, that's, right. and that's then a the big old octopus eaty mouth. That's like, gross. There's nothing saying it isn't both. That's true. It is alien. It could be anything. It's an organic machine, potentially, or something sure. like that. What do you think about how she got out of that? Well, it's a bottle of booze, a bunch of maps, a makeshift Molotov cocktail that she's able to throw with perfect accuracy. Into the octopus mouth. Into the octopus mouth. And it... Rather than going out. It, it exploded the whole thing. That... Yeah. 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 I don't believe that that little thing would have destroyed... That big alien ship monster thing. Yeah. I don't buy it. Mm-mm. I also don't buy that because the airbag went off. She was okay when the truck crashed. Into <laughs> she the had almost no injury. She's not sore at all. Uh, at that point, though, she's been through so much. You know, her body's in shock all the way. I don't know. And it's by all the adrenaline. way, all the green stuff they've been spraying that we assume is what burned the other lady's skin. That's that's all gone. That dissipates the minute it tries to pick her up. It felt like that scene was there solely to give us one more panicky, put the mask on, okay, you can take it off again moment. <laughs> or Dog Monster can take it off for her. That's true. That's yes. true. So then she's back down on the ground, not sore, even though she fell so far, supposedly, um, runs to the car. There's no Dog Monster around anymore. Hits the road because apparently there's only one patrol for this area. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. It's like you, you just blew up. Yes, this big alien ship. You don't yes. think nobody else is coming to check out? It's like, hey, what happened to Bob? Um, oh, Bob's on fire. What what do we do now? <laughs> you know, it didn't happen at all. Just... Which I guess, I guess, makes me lean towards it's it's a biological machine more. Like they're following programs because yeah. Bob was initially attracted by the underground area blowing up out. Right. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then it turns away. Then dog is attracted. Dog monster is attracted by the car alarm. Car alarm. <laughs> Goes away. <laughs> so maybe it just didn't fit into, like, there was nothing salvageable, so it wasn't worth showing up. Sure. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So she's driving down the road with her fucking <clears throat> headlights on. I'm sorry. It's okay. With her bleeping headlights on. <laughs> and... I just want to yell at her. Turn you seriously. You've made it through this. You've come so turn far. Turn off the headlights. Turn off There's your nobody bleeping else on the road. You're fine. You're okay. Yeah. And then she makes a choice at the last minute that I don't feel like. I mean, it didn't not fit with her character, but it didn't fit with her character. The which one? The I'm going to go help. Yes. Yeah. That was odd. I'm thinking the only medical training you had is that you stitched up the crazy guy's forehead after you hit it with a bottle. Like it's saying, but if you have medical or combat experience, she is neither. No. She just show up there and say, but I've got a great attitude. I'm a fighter. I'm feisty. And give me some duct tape and I'll make you a suit that'll I can, protect I'm you. I'm like a feisty MacGyver with boobs. It's like, 
<laughs> she's going to show up and people are going to be like, got another one. Well, have her, you know, label all the food. What kind of recorded message? And it felt like it was recorded because it started to repeat. But what yeah. kind of a message is that? We're alive. We're taking the seaboard, but don't you dare come unless you've got military and medical experience. If you used to work in a video store, we don't want you. But if you used to work at a hospital, come on down. What kind of message is that? Well, I, I mean, to me, it made sense. It, it's just irritating that like, well, everybody's going to show up anyway, right? No, why? I mean, there was a safe place to go. They were saying go past. Baton. Oh, did he, I didn't catch that. All yeah. I was focusing on is why is she stopping the car? What? Oh, because she could have gone to safety. But oh, instead, okay, it wasn't the same place. No. Okay, I thought it was the same place for some reason. No. So okay. she goes to Houston because she's feisty. And she knows how to stitch up somebody's head after right. having a shot of really bad vodka. Like, you know when she pulls up, they're like, oh, it's another one with all the best intentions. Why don't you tell her to go inventory the canned food? But no, no, really, I can stitch up somebody's head. Do you have any duct tape? No, you don't understand. I was trapped underground in a box and I fought my way out and made myself a suit and blew up one of these guys. That's all the qualifications we need, right? Yeah. I blew them up. <laughs> oh, man. But there was a part of the movie. What was the movie? What made me scream? Oh, it's when the dog showed back up. You know, he just, oh, yeah, you think he's gone, and then he just jumps out for whatever reason. To me, it wasn't even a jump scare, because I felt like it was standing there the whole time and then moved, which I don't know if that's a, 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 an example of effective filmmaking or something, but to me, it didn't get me, because I, I saw it was there. Oh. But then it moved, and you're like, oh! Yes, just like that. <laughs> it was like I was so focused on something else in yeah. the movie. yeah. Maybe the big thing flying from overhead? Maybe. I don't remember, but yeah. it really spooked me. What do you think about this being called a Cloverfield film? Well, it didn't look like the Cloverfield thing. No, it didn't. At all. At all, no. And so there was this like throwaway where she's driving away and knocks over the mailbox, and it turns out they've been at 10 Cloverfield Lane. I felt like that was such mm. an obvious insert. Yes. Like that, I don't know. I, again, I was doing some real quick checking, and it looks like this actually began life as a script called The Cellar that had absolutely nothing to do with Cloverfield. J.J. Abrams and company got their hands on it and then retitled it and kind of tweaked it a little bit to make it fit into the Cloverfield quote-unquote universe. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind there being like a series of Cloverfield movies that just tell different stories. They don't have to be connected yes, in the same yes. world. You know, like how the original Halloween movies were supposed to be something terrible happens on Halloween. It's not Michael Myers. It's just something terrible hmm. that didn't isn't what they did. But I don't know. I think that you could say it fit in the world. I wish they would have made a little more effort to Connect make it? the aliens look similar. Or just the stuff that you hear on the radio, maybe have it be the same thing somebody hears on the radio in the first film. Mm. Just something to kind of link it. Right. And, and I'm not saying you have to have everything linked, but just the way my brain works, I don't mind having the connective tissue and I want it to be there. Uh-huh. Just don't want them to go back to shaky cam. There's no need for that. Nah. No need for nah. that. Are you going to watch it again? I don't know if I'll watch it again. Are you glad you watched it though? Yes. I want to look up and see what the monster looked like originally because maybe i'm just not remembering which part the original monster in the first cloverfield oh right okay yeah boy they just are not similar 
No, no. I mean, uh, the original, the Cloverfield monster feels kaiju-like with some Lovecraft elements to it. Yes, but there's no, like, mouth-in-mouth thing. Yeah, it doesn't look the way those did. And the long arms. Huh. Yeah, I wish they had done a little bit more on that front. Yeah, just to kind of connect them a little bit. They don't look reasonably similar at all. I mean, you wouldn't doubt that this was a somehow flesh creation. It's not a part machine that we were talking about, biological machine. Right. Huh, Hmm. that's interesting. There's no images that I can see online of the 10 Cloverfield Lane monsters. I kind of wanted to see that again. Well, anyway, I thought she did a great job as an actress. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought everybody in front of yeah. him, behind the camera, this was his first feature film, the director, Dan Trachtenberg. Oh. It's the first feature film for him, and I, I do feel like everybody did a solid job. The acting was great. Um, yes, yeah. Goodman was fantastic. Just, yes. Just head and shoulders above anybody else, I feel like, in the cast. Just right. amazing. Thumbs up, I guess. I, you know, yeah. we don't don't really do ratings or anything like no, that but i mean but definitely give it a thumbs seeing. up yeah. it's worth seeing i yeah. thought it was cool <laughs> that was the lamest way to end that yes yeah, yeah. yeah. cool story bro <laughs> cool story bren <laughs> <laughs> i enjoyed it and if they do another one i don't necessarily want to follow her no i think if they're going to do another one it just needs to be another story said somewhere else yeah there's yeah. some sort of monster it could be alien it could be a giant monster like the first one it could have Cloverfield in the title, but it doesn't have to have anything to do with the other two films. And I'm okay with that. Except that it has to have connective tissue to make you feel better. Well, okay. No, I, I know I said that back and forth, back and forth. And growing up in the 80s reading comic books, of course, I want to have that, you know, connection. I'm watching the comic mm-hmm. book movies now. Of course, I want to see how things kind of fit. But I think it might be an interesting experiment to have a series of Cloverfield films that aren't right. connected other than when you see Cloverfield, you know, something bad's about to happen. That's all. <laughs> it's going to be some sort of epic level end of world scenario whether it's a giant monster trash in the world or alien invasion or who knows what else i personally would actually like to i want the monsters to be referential to each other oh okay i like the idea of like a biological machine i love the cloverfield sound which was the similarity that yeah it did sound pretty similar yes it did and i wouldn't mind seeing you know, this, the world is progressing. It doesn't all have to be disaster in the moment. It could also be how we recover. How do we beat these things? Are they really breaking down the planet for their benefit? That kind of thing. I mean, I don't necessarily want to, you know, rally the army, fight back. No. I'm not interested in that story, no. but I want to see the world move on. And as it's moving on, we drop into another story. Yeah. Okay. So get on that. You write that script. We'll get a hold of JJ. <laughs> Be like, don't you understand? My husband's a big old monster kid. He's like you. No? You, we, we can try that. Well, JJ, I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what do you think? This was a fun little um, experiment to see how podcasting with you goes. Because it's been so long since we've done it together. Were you worried? Well, I was worried about you. You haven't done it. You're really, it's just, you know, I know it was always my thing and we brought you in and we had a blast together, but it's not like you say up late at night wishing, boy, I sure wish I was up with Derek till 3 a.m. editing an episode oh, of a God, podcast. Oh, God, no. So. Mm. <laughs> I feel pretty strongly about yes. 3 a.m. 
3 a.m. in particular, just 3 a.m. off the table. (laughs) I need to come up with a better transition bumper sound there. Anyway, thank you for listening to episode number one of Married with Monsters. This spinoff podcast would not exist if not for your support of Monster Kid Radio's Patreon campaign. Over at patreon.com slash Monster Kid Radio, you can learn how you can support Monster Kid Radio. Get yourself some cool rewards along the way and help us hit even more milestones. As long as we say this milestone, there will be a monthly podcast put out on the Monster Kid Radio feed. Just for fun, I'm putting this podcast out on the old mail order zombie feed as well. So if that's how you're getting this podcast, well, head over to monsterkidradio.net and you can subscribe to the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not-so-classic genre cinema of yesteryear, where I talk about, well, classic and not-so-classic monster movies. I've been having a lot of fun doing that for the past nearly, I guess, three and a half years. So if you're not listening to that podcast on the regular, I'd like to invite you on over to check us out. Of course, Monster Kid Radio has a Facebook page as well, as well as a Facebook group. So if you have any comments about this episode of Married with Monsters... We can leave them there, or you can use the Monster Kid Radio email address, which is monsterkidradio at gmail.com, or the Monster Kid Radio voicemail line, which is 503-479-5657. That's 503-4795-MKR. Married with Monsters will be back next month when Brenda and I sit down to talk a little bit about the recent Netflix original series, Stranger Things. Spoiler, we both really liked it. So stay tuned for that. All original content of Married with Monsters by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License.